Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stoke the Wild. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are thrilled to be here. I'm Nick. I'm Joy. And it's going to be awesome. You stole my intro. How did I steal your Hello, intro? everyone. Hello. Is that what you did last week? I went, well, sort of, but mine was a little bit more fantastical. Oh. Well, you are more fantastical, oh, so thanks. that's probably why. I try <laughs> to be fantastical. Totally fantastical. The wow, the week has been oh my gosh, <laughs> kind of crazy, don't you think? So you know how we talked about in our last episode uh, that Nick was sick. Yes, we I missed. No, I'm talking to our listeners. <laughs> so rude. Uh, <laughs> so we missed an entire week because after Nick was sick. Our four children and I all got sick. Yeah. Like, I was starting to feel it, and I was like, oh, I don't feel good, and, like, feeling run down and stuff. And then within 24 hours of each other, the rest of us, all five of us, got fevers, and there were trips to the hospital and trips to the doctor's office and trips to immediate care and trips back to the doctor's office yep. and back again to the doctor's office and... I don't think, other than going to the hospital or the doctor's office, I don't think I left my house for, what, a week? An entire week. Yeah, I mean, we had people, like, dine and dash. Yeah, they, like, uh, dropped food off. Yeah, food. which was really nice, because otherwise we wouldn't have eaten. It was pretty wild. It, It was bad. It was so bad. I've never been so sick in my life yeah and it wasn't like oh i'm sick i can't like leave the bathroom no i'm so sick that like i'm just vomiting everywhere it was like my whole body hurts and i want to die yeah and we couldn't keep our fevers down it was a bad one very bad bad so that's why we missed an episode because i didn't even know what day it was most of the time (laughs) i was like uh I told my boss I have influenza A, and uh, I don't know when I'm going to be back. I don't know if I'll be back. <laughs> was was kind of the way I felt about it. And she said, just be home until you are well again. So that's, uh, that's what I did. But, yeah, that's why we missed an episode. So we're back now. We're mostly, like, we are well. Like, we're just tired. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely messing with my head, though, even even still. Like, I feel like just listening back to it as we record now, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with the sound, but, like, my head is. feels like there's something wrong with the sound. So, I think mm-hmm. it's just still lingering in the nodal space of my brain. The nodal space? Yeah. Yeah. The Your sinuses? Yeah. yeah. In the nodes. In the nodes. <laughs> in the sinus nodes. <laughs> yeah it's nodular oh my gosh (laughs) you know right right there in the in the nodes yeah yeah okay so that's kind of how i feel about it yeah i'm still definitely feeling the effects of it i'm not i am not back i'll get there 
Yeah, but this time next year, 100%. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Totally next 100%. February, no problem. Uh, so we also, last week, though, talked about, I think, snow for a brief minute, and like we were waiting on a snowpocalypse. I don't remember that, but it's probably true. We made reference to how, like, when we were in college, usually the coldest part oh, of the yeah, year. Oh, yeah, it was, was February. Always, always during the first week of February, which yeah. was Founders Week for us yep. at Moody, where we went to school. Mm-hmm. This past mm-hmm. week was Founders Week at Moody, and we did get a bunch of snow. Oh, I guess we did. That's which is kind of funny, because it was funny. like, oh, we haven't had too much snow, and it was pretty, pretty nice out, and then... We've got all this snow, and then yeah. it got real cold. Not as cold as it normally does, I think. Like, I wouldn't call that a snowpocalypse, but it was still pretty funny that it snowed and got real cold towards the end of the week. Yeah, yeah. As it typically does. As it does. Yeah. That happened. Weatherman predicted it right since 1927. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. All right, so I want to talk about a just a just a couple of things real quick before we jump into the rest of this. But I have to address a rumor because I, I need to talk about it. Okay, that is uh, for those of you who obviously follow along or know me very well. I'm a huge comic book fan, and. Uh, Coming up in the next couple of years, we've got Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. We don't spend a whole lot of time talking about this every week because I know I'm like the only one who cares. So, uh, but I want to talk about it with Joy just because I find this very interesting. So. I care. The director of Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson, uh, was signed on to direct Doctor Strange 2, otherwise known as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Coming out, coming <laughs> yeah. out in like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two. Yeah, and uh, he was over the last couple weeks. He amicably split with Disney, citing creative differences over Doctor Strange two. Oh my goodness! And uh, he's still on as a producer, so who knows what, what? that means? But I, <laughs> here's the interesting thing, though. Like just two or three days ago. It's been rumored that Disney is has approached Sam Raimi to direct Doctor Strange 2. Who is that? That name should sound familiar to those of you who were first introduced to the character Spider-Man in the early 2000s with no. the Spider, Spider-Man movies. No. No. He directed all 3 no. of the Spider-Man movies. No. Yeah. No. He's also famous for his early horror work, which is what Scott Derrickson is famous for, like Ooh. doing horror movies. Gosh. And um, so I think they're trying to, <coughs> excuse me, I think they're trying to stick in the same vein with like having someone who's iconic in that kind of genre bring some scary elements to Doctor Strange films, or at least this film, because uh, that... At uh, Comic-Con or D23, when they started talking about all this stuff for the next phase, they mentioned how they wanted it to be a little scarier, but not like, oh, it's a horror film in the sense of, you know, it's going to frighten you completely, but more in, right. in the vein of like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where, you know, as a young kid, 
you're watching it, but then there's moments where it's like, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know, but it's not truly scary. It's going to be moments that, like, make you jump and stuff like that. Yeah, and at least, like, psychologically mess with your head. And uh, I think, I mean, I, f- I find that interesting, and I think it, it'll make for, uh, could make for a great story um, if they do it right. But the choice to pursue Sam Raimi is an interesting one because for phase one of these Marvel movies, most of the directors were pretty well-established directors, you know, um, like maybe some of them had done some smaller independent films, but like you had, uh, I mean, you had John Favreau, who was the first with Iron Man 1 and 2, but then you had like Kenneth Branagh, who's like a very famous director and actor who did Thor, Joe Johnston, also another famous director who's done a ton of films, who did the first Captain America, but then they went with Joss Whedon for Avengers, and before prior to that, Joss Whedon had done a lot of television stuff. Only a few movies, mostly television, and he did mostly writing, so he didn't do a whole lot of directing. So that was kind of like the first foray into the independent, like, filmmaker kind of taking over with these movies. You know, they've done some small films, they've done some independent stuff, and then they have their hand at making something big. I mean, even the Russo brothers who did uh, The Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame were most popular and well-known for directing several episodes of Community before they took on directing these Marvel movies. That's funny. So, you know, you have this kind of history of smaller directors, even Scott Derrickson doing these smaller but really, like, terrifying horror films um, that were popular in their crowd, but not, like, big blockbuster movies. Right. You know, stepping into this world, Taika Waititi with Thor Ragnarok, things like that. And then you have Sam Raimi, who is very familiar with blockbuster films, having directed at least three of them in the Spider-Man movies, have worked with Marvel before, have worked with bigger companies, and then who is also known for these bigger horror franchises like Evil Dead and Army of Darkness and that whole series. So I just, it's, it's fascinating to me like that they're, Possibly, nothing's confirmed yet, but possibly moving in that direction. Yeah. Typically, a lot of the problems that have arisen in these Marvel movies when it comes to the studio and a director splitting up, uh, it's usually because the director has a vision for the film that the studio wants, but they also want to include... X, Y, and Z that ties into these other films or ties into what's coming next. That's one of the reasons why Edgar Wright, who was supposed to direct the first Ant-Man movie, left because he just wanted to make an Ant-Man movie. He didn't want to have to deal with the the little things that tie into everything else. Yeah. And the studio said, no, like, we have to tie it in. Yeah, you're making our movie. Yeah. And it's going to be our way. Yeah. And... (laughs) They have literally all the money in the world, so they can make that choice. Sometimes we suffer as the fans; we suffer for it, and sometimes, sometimes you benefit from it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it'll be interesting, I guess, to see how well, if this happens, how well Sam Raimi plays again in this universe, and if at all, how much creative control he has, or if it's still going to be mostly studio led. But his name will be on it. This is all really interesting. Um, 
Wasn't there like a teaser trailer for for the movie already? For Doctor Strange too? Yeah. No. Oh. No, recently, oh, during the Super Bowl, they released the Disney Plus, what's coming in 2020. I, I remember that. I Maybe it's just a conversation that you and I had, and then my imagination happened. Uh, um, <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just remember, I do remember discussing something with you about how it was supposed to be more, it's supposed to be a little bit scarier than mm. maybe some of the other films. Um and then my imagination took that and went with it. Maybe I should be directing this movie. Because <laughs> I what? clearly already had a teaser trailer in Kevin, my mind. Kevin Feige, I know you're listening. Joy and I will direct your, we'll direct any of your Marvel movies. No and problem. We'll, we'll do it for a fraction of the cost. <laughs> yeah. Pay my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, they're asking several million dollars. We'll do it for just one. Just one. Just one? <laughs> I don't know if I even Post want tax. that. Post-tax. I don't even want that. Okay. $200,000. That's fine. Post-tax. That's fine. So whatever whatever is necessary pre-tax uh, to make it 200 post-tax. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll That's settle that, for that. What is that? Like 300000 You don't even have to put our names on it. Yeah. Just somewhere in the liner notes so that way we get more work later. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> um anyways but i remember having that conversation with you about it being like one of the scarier films and or at least they're moving it in that well, direction that maybe. was the again in that in that broadcast of what what took place i think it was d23 i don't think mm -hmm. they had a huge presence at comic-con but wh wherever it was uh even well, I mean Scott Derrickson was there because at the time he was still on board. Right, he was the one who was like, you know, it's going to be Marvel's first true horror film. That's and what it was. Then when you said that, I was like, no. Yeah, and then Kevin Feige was like, well, it'll be horror in the sense that, like you know, Raiders has horror in it, and like movies like that have like scary moments. I don't think of Raiders of the Lost Ark as having horror in it, though. Like somebody says horror movie, that's not what I think. Yeah, well, and that's where I think the split Begin. really, really came into being because Scott Derrickson, being he like directed movies like The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and like oh these, my gosh, these uh like really really like scary nope, supernatural nope, films, nope. and. uh I'm not saying he was going to necessarily do it quite like that, but there no, are but there are elements in the comic books that with the supernatural and these different dimensional demons and beings that like if he brought them to life in this film could have been really interesting and and really freaky. Yeah. And I think again with the overall projection of where the Marvel movies have gone and where they're going, Kevin Feige wants to continue to make movies that everyone can see. I was just going to say they'd lose such a big chunk of their fan if base too, if they did if that. If it's too scary. Yeah. They'd lose me. lose people. Yeah. Well, for sure. Like, I don't do scary. I And they, they would lose a lot of their younger audience. Right. So there has to be a... There has to be, like, a fine line that is walked. Yeah. And I think that's what he's going for. Something that's going to be, yes, creepy, or yes, have some of that scary element to it but is more 
more in line with everything else that they've already been doing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll That's see what happens. Mm. It is it is also supposed to tie into WandaVision, which is the series oh on gosh. Disney Plus dealing with uh, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision. I'm freaking out about that. Yeah, and that trailer, if you guys have seen the trailer oh on gosh. Disney or, uh, during the Super Bowl. That was insane. They showed like a quick edit of clips from the new Falcon and Winter Soldier series following Bucky and Falcon as Falcon takes on the mantle of Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zemo is back, which is interesting, and we'll see what happens there. Bucky's got a haircut. Um, <laughs> we've got Wanda. They, they showed clips from WandaVision. So Wanda has clearly lost her mind. That makes me so sad. Something has snapped within her after losing Vision. Well, we saw that when she lost him. Like, Yes, but I mean... She then was also snapped. She snapped. Yeah. Like, was snapped away. That's true, but and she was... So she never even processed, because for five years, she was dust. Oh, my so gosh. Like, so now she's <laughs> in this mode of processing everything that she's lost. And she's... In the comics, she's, like, one of the most powerful beings in the universe. Um, so her power, I think, in the MCU is probably pretty equivalent to the... I mean, she was able to mess thanos up real so bad that he's like just i don't care if it kills our people like just you know rain fire and you know he used all his ships to like just shoot everything to get rid of her in endgame you remember that mm -hmm. so she's clearly got the power oh to manipulate gosh. even what she is seeing mm -hmm. and either she is so distraught she creates this reality or realities but it'll be interesting if if there's this if there's this element of multiple realities that she is creating how does that factor into the multiverse that dr strange is going to tie into if those are supposed to be linked so again we'll see and we'll see what happens depending on the director and all that stuff that's coming up mm -hmm. speaking from a mental health perspective it is really smart that they are addressing this that they are dealing with like unaddressed trauma that the, the different ways that people can process yeah, it, it and manage it. Could it could be really smart. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I should say that. Yeah. Because I, I haven't seen it obviously, but um, just based on kind of the little bit that we got from that trailer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what you're describing stuff from like the comics and things like that. That is what happens when people have unprocessed trauma. You don't necessarily, um, your brain doesn't like, splinter and fracture and you create like alternative realities for yourself necessarily um it can happen for some people mm -hmm. but if people had the capability to do that like wanda does i would imagine that would be you know pe people would probably be just fine doing that um and unprocessed trauma like like with the blip what was it five years the blip yeah. was for five years that's five years of her not being able to deal with anything. And she comes back and the world has moved on, but she hasn't. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's and a big it, thing to address. That, and in that supercut of footage, we see a reference to, like, I Love Lucy, the Brady Bunch, yeah. uh, Roseanne. I thought that one was a reference to maybe, um, Maybe uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. 
Yeah, possibly. Like that era, Dick Van Dyke. I love Lucy. Like the, yeah, because the way the, the living room was set up, the television, and yeah. then they were dancing in the living room. You have like the 50s, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, and then 80s. And, pro- you know, there's probably others in their 90s and everything like that as yeah. you, you progress. But um, it'll be interesting. There was a comic several years ago called House of M, uh, which dealt with the after effects of Wanda basically wiping out all mutants. Oh, my. That's how powerful she was. Wow. Like, she said, no more mutants. And just, like, wiped everybody out. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, had these different realities. And, like, if I understand it correctly, because it's been a while since I've read into it. But, like... Anyway, there are these different variations of of life for her, including ones where she then had kids and and different things like that. Uh, But then there's also the Vision series, uh, which took place there that was written a couple years ago by Tom King and kind of followed like uh, a nuclear family with Vision as the father and some of the different things that took place in that. And it looks like they're pulling from kind of some of those stories. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what happens as they find each other. Maybe she has a way of bringing him back through her... Her powers. Her power. I gotta uh, say, I both want to watch it and don't want to watch it. Yeah. Because it's probably going to make me sad. Yeah, It'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out in... September, I want to say. So it's September mm-hmm. and then November. Um, actually, I'm sorry. It'll be August, October, and December. It's like Falcon Winter Soldier in August. In October, it's like WandaVision. And then December, we're getting the Loki series, I think. Oh, okay. So towards the end of this year, we're going to get like three of those sh- those three shows. I kind of forgot about Loki. Sorry. Yeah, that one will be interesting too. Yeah. I've watched a couple of videos and read into a couple of things based on his like 20 seconds. Because he, he has like only one clip in that whole, yeah. in that whole promo. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> but he's wearing, he's wearing a prison jumper. Oh, yeah. And it says TV. TVA on it, which in the comics stands for the Time Variance Authority, like time cops. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see. Supposedly, his series is going to have him traveling through time. I don't know how. I don't know what's That's happening. That's funny. But Owen mm. Wilson was just cast in it. And what? Yeah. So Weird. At some point, <laughs> I'm really hoping that this is gonna be weird. Loki says something and he just goes, Wow, that's really cool, guy. <laughs> just like does his Owen Wilson thing. Yeah, oh, it'll be it'll be great. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so I had to just nerd out on some of that information since we've been dead the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's good. Yeah. And we have two Marvel movies this year on top of all that. Black Widow comes out in May. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in November, the Eternals movie, which is about the Celestials and people like Ego prior to the existence of the universe. Hmm. 
So it'll That'll be, be weird how yeah. that plays into the cosmic side of the universe. Yeah. It'll probably be one of those films that sets up like the next big threat that a couple of years from now we'll have like a new Avengers team to take yeah. out. So that makes me sad. Joy's crying right now. <laughs> All the tears. Tony. Oh. It's gone. Forever. <laughs> uh, now he's making Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. All right. All right. There it is. Okay. That being said. Nah. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. That being said. Um, last week we had a chance to talk a little bit about... Um, Mindful living. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> and then our mindful living put us in the grave. Yep. And we're slowly making our way back out. We've lysoled and bleached everything. I think it's funny that I was like, just slow down and notice things and stuff. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even slow live. down. I can't even live. You're dying from the flu. Yeah. Stop moving. The yeah. pain will not subside until <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> no, it was terrible. Yeah. Who's ironic? Man, I've I've heard some people have gotten both A and then B. I know, yeah, I know that there are some people who've had them kind of overlap. That mm -hmm. sounds even worse. Mm -hmm. I'm I am glad we only had the one. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to talk uh, just in just kind of following up on on that last week with mindful living, just mm -hmm. the. The idea that sometimes sometimes we get stuck in frustrating tasks, in uh, moments in life where we're like, oh gosh, when is this going to end? I don't like doing this. Whether that's uh, the flu yeah. for a week yeah. and you feel like you can't even focus, your brain is wiped from anything yeah. that you've ever experienced prior to that. <laughs> yeah. you know, Or you're working in a job that is frustrating. Um, or time-consuming, and it doesn't allow you to do the creative things you want to do, mm -hmm. and how how I guess that we we sometimes need to like break from that mm -hmm. and allow ourselves some grace, yes, but also like what do you do when you've just spent two weeks under like a terrible sickness, you're <laughs> tired, you're worn out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you haven't had the opportunities you thought you'd be having to do creative things. Uh, some of that because you're sick. Some of that because now you're playing catch up with work, whatever. What do you do yeah. to then recenter, refocus yourself on creativity, refocus on your yourself when you're trying to live with mindfulness, you know, there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then Sam Raimi's knocking at the back door trying to direct a movie you don't even want him to direct. Like, what do you do? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I know, that's why I'm asking you. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. I will say this, um, probably a large part of that is dependent on the kind of boss that you have. Do you have the kind of boss who's like, hurry up and catch up on all of this stuff? Or do you have the kind of boss who's like, you'll catch up, it'll be okay, make sure you're healthy, etc. 
you know, I went back to work um, towards the end of the week. And I went back uh, Thursday. And I made it through half a day. That I did not make it through the full day. I thought I would. And um, uh, no, I, I couldn't. So then I went back on Friday. And um, I worked for a full day, but half of it was at home because I knew I wasn't going to be able to handle it. Um, so my boss, you know, has basically said, just like, you'll get it done. Um, it'll be fine. Focus on taking care of yourself and getting well. And for her, um, I know that when she talks about those things, she also is talking about my stress level. She's also talking about, you know, mental fatigue and stuff like that. Like, you will get it done. Don't don't freak out and lose your mind over catching up. But there are some other positions where you might not have a boss like that. You might have a boss who is like, well, you've been out for a week and a half, two weeks because you've been sick, and now you have to catch up on these things. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot more demanding. Um, when that happens, I mean... It's going to be a lot tougher to take time for yourself and to make sure that you are engaging in the things that help you to feel alive, you know? Um, and and yet you still need to. You have to find a way of, of working that out. So if that means you take five minutes, then, you know, every couple of hours and during your work day, then you take five minutes every couple of hours throughout your work day. Um, or do something on your lunch breaks that's creative, things like that, that you know it's not going to take up a lot of time, but everyone has to have a lunch break. It's illegal not to give you a break. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just 30 minutes, you have 30 minutes on lunch, you do something that... Um, helps you to deal with everything that has just happened. And it might not be, oh, I'm going to paint, you know, and that's what I'm going to do on my lunch break, or I'm going to draw on my lunch break. It might be something a lot more basic. It might be listening to, um, you know, your favorite music, or it might be, um, you know, like saying I'm going to like move my body and I'm going to stretch and I'm going to do like some yoga poses or something like that because you have basically sat on your couch or been in your bed for two weeks. Um, Because those things matter for our creativity too. So etching time out wherever you can get it is important. Yeah. And... That's, I mean, that's been, that's what I think. I always felt like the, like when, when, a, when a sickness like, like the flu, you know, wreaks havoc on my body. It's like, as soon as that's over, I'm like, I need a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know I didn't work, you know, I stayed home or whatever and I was resting and trying to get better, but it, it it's like, I need a vacation from the insanity that is being sick for so many days yeah and i need to rest and relax and but truly rest and relax not rest and relax because i'm resting through the sickness but being able to say 
nope, now I'm I'm taking time for myself because mm-hmm. that destroyed me and yeah. I need to rebuild during this other period of time away from work and away from th- like responsibility so I can rebuild myself to then be able to go back to that stuff, not just go from sick to a thousand miles per hour as soon as yeah you know they expect you to no absolutely and that's i think that's why you know like what i was saying about like it it does depend on your job it does depend on your boss a lot of those things you know and if you still have like a day or two of personal time that you can take you know, then take that maybe halfway through your week or something like that. Yeah. Say, I'm going to take a personal day. I know I was just sick, but like, I'm still recovering. Definitely use that because you are still recovering, whether it's mentally or physically, it doesn't matter. You don't get over being sick and, you know, something like that and then just bounce back into everything is fine and everything is normal. Right. That does not happen. Right. Um, so you might need more recovery time than maybe somebody else thinks you need, but like, who cares? Take a personal day in the middle if you can. Um, you know, take a half day if you can't take a full personal day and do something that's that's for you, that's yours. And if you can't, then schedule it in on the weekend or on your regular day off. Say, on this day, I am not going to worry about catching up on whatever this other thing is. Um, and there are, there are a lot of things that we can be mindful of when we are on our off time. Like, don't spend all of your time getting caught up on the laundry. Don't spend all of your time cleaning and, you know, making sure that you have done all of the dishes. All of those things are, yeah, important, but don't make that the only thing that you do right. on your off time. One of the things I like to do when I do have time to reset and kind of reconfigure for what's next is, Mm -hmm. um, obviously I like to draw, um, but when I've been like real sick and and away from the drawing table for a while, it's hard for me to be like, I'm just going to sit down and doodle, you know, like I have to, I have to kind of focus to make that work and almost have the energy to make that work sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I like to do instead is is watch a movie mm. or read, you know, read something mm-hmm. um, or listen to the podcast that I like to listen to. Yeah. And the other day we, <laughs> the kids were upstairs and they were watching TV in our room. Yeah, they invaded my room. Yeah. Our room. Yeah, they invaded the room to watch their shows, and we f- like were sitting downstairs. Like, well, they're all upstairs, so why don't we watch one of our movies? Yeah, watching like, my show. Oh, hi, Elo. Yeah, you were watching your show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we uh, we finally got to sit down and watch like just one of our movies, but not have to stay up late to watch it. Yeah, that was you nice. know like yeah. waiting for the kids to go to bed to finally watch one of our shows. Yeah. And uh, so Elo was watching his show on Joy's phone. Yes. So he was downstairs with us. That's true. The other kids were upstairs, and we got to watch Knives Out. It was good. The Murder Mystery by Ryan Johnson. That was really good. It was a great movie. Yeah. And it was refreshing to watch something that wasn't the typical 
kind of Hollywood movie that is out every two yeah. weeks, you know? Yeah. Uh, unoriginal screenplay story. And like it has some general tropes that murder mystery movies have. But they're, uh, but it's fun. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good, really well casted, really well written. Yeah. And s- visually like was a good, good film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. But it was nice to be able to just kind of turn off for a minute and mm-hmm. just like enjoy a movie. Yeah. Uh, without the thousand and one kind of things pulling for our attention. Yeah. And 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 just kind of have like a moment to ourselves and, mm-hmm. and a moment to myself to just kind of relax. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Still didn't feel long enough, like comparatively, no, <laughs> comparatively to to how long we yeah. were sick. But it was yeah. still a nice moment to just say, "Okay, I can breathe here." Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that um, I like to do usually when I'm recovering from being sick, specifically, and I'm trying to get back into that creative groove, is um, to you know, you were talking about listening to music. Um, I really enjoy playing music. Um, and our piano needs some repairs right now and some tuning. But that's what I, you know, ideally, especially in the past, I would like to do. Hmm, it's Elo. Hey, buddy. He's cleaning up. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Good job, buddy. Um, but that's what that's what I would typically like to do is like play a, an instrument that I yeah that I enjoy. Um, for me, that's usually piano, um, and it doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Whether it's um, playing scales and then letting that morph into something else, or playing a song that is simple for me. Um, when we were at Moody. Um, when we were in college, there were practice rooms in the music building and practice rooms, you know, they have pianos in them. And so I would go up and I would play those, um, you know, when I needed a break or when I felt like I was stretched mm-hmm. too thin or something like that. And there's something about that, you know, even if you're not doing something, you're not creating an original piece or whatever, um, where you are engaging in something creative, something beautiful, and it doesn't take a lot out of you. Yeah. It just kind of, kind of is there and it helps. Yeah, it could be as complex as I'm going to write or paint something. Uh, but it could also be as simple as I'm just going to tend to the garden, you know. Yeah. Or I'm going to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, do this thing that gives me the mental creativity. Uh, you know, I'm clearing the space. I'm, you know... Closing all the extra tabs that I have opened in my mind. Yeah. Clearing that out. Clearing the RAM on the mental (laughs) computer. (laughs) So that way I have the freedom to then think creatively for for these other things and to be creative in other areas. And and sometimes, you know, I I definitely don't do that enough. Mm. Um, I have too many things going on at one time or Mm -hmm. uh, I get overwhelmed by all these other tasks and I can't turn it off. Yeah. Like I, I, as much as I want to turn it off, I can't turn it off. And then, you know, I go to sleep and everything's on. I mm. wake up and it's already on mm-hmm. and because I cannot get it. It's like I need to give myself permission to say, it's okay, turn it off. Yeah. And that's hard yeah. to do. 
Oh, it does. Yeah, especially it is. depending on who I'm around. Like if things get tense because I'm around people who are intense. Yeah. Then I'm like, I don't want to turn this off. It's helping me shield myself from the intensity. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I feel like um, that—that that is one thing that I would caution people: if you can, when you're recovering, don't surround yourself by people that exhaust you. Yeah, and stress you out. Um, if you have children, you don't have a choice. They live with you. Sorry, they will. <laughs> Hmm? What's that sound? That's me and dad talking. Yeah. Um, but, you know. You hear children and was like, I have something to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can avoid sort of putting yourself in that stressful situation, you know, do it. Um, if you can't, practice some mindful self-regulation yep that's you know stuff like fiddling with a button on your jacket self-talk i can get through this there is only one more hour yeah you know things like that um or deep breathing or you know any of those things right um that those are things that will help you to recover a little bit better avoid unnecessary stress yeah. Well, guys, we hope that you, you know, in spite of all the things that maybe you have going on right now, can take the opportunities to practice that again, kind of like a follow up to last week, you know, that that mindful living, taking time for yourself, allowing yourself the grace to say no to things and to close the tabs and to give yourself the opportunities to reset creatively. And uh, whether it's taking a walk, attending the garden, enjoying a movie, spending time with someone you love, whatever it might be. Um, but do it. Take that time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's time for what we're going to do today. Hey, hey, what we're going to do today? Hey, hey, what we're going to do today? I can't wait. Tell me what we're doing today. All right. So what are we going to do today? Well, it's just in light of the conversation that we're having, mm-hmm. I want to schedule a time where I can say no to everything. Yeah. And have like a day to reset mentally for myself. Yeah, I think that's great. You should. I don't know what that'll look like yet or how soon I can do that. <laughs> Which is the hard part. I wish I could say, you know, forget it. Today... I'm leaving and I'll be back tonight. Like, you know, and just like go and do this thing. But I know it's not always possible. But I'd like to be able to to schedule something and figure that out so I can have that time to to reset and and really refocus, recalibrate. Because I still, like part, part of the reason why I even feel behind on some things is because I haven't had that time. Yeah. And it would benefit not just myself, but even my work. Or the people mm-hmm. I'm around to be able to do that. Like, you yes. know, y- you want the best from me, then let me have the opportunity to become the best again. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Give me space to reset. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So being be, being and having the opportunity to schedule that is important. Mm-hmm. What that looks like in the next week, I'm not sure, but yeah, definitely want to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. How about you? Oh, man. Well, for me... um, 
This is a little bit work related, but a little bit personal too, because it is stuff, something that I have, you know, put my name on. And that is um, actually my podcast for work. Um, one of my coworkers handles social media, and she had asked me at the beginning of the month when I would be releasing the next episode. And I said, oh, probably mid January, mid to late January. And um, I was all set to go with that. And then everyone got sick including yeah. me and got very very sick and it was not possible for me to i i couldn't do anything i couldn't even think straight um so i did not release that episode on time and so finishing Excuse that me. up and getting that out there is something that i it will help me to feel better yeah um personally and professionally so i'm going to work to get that done i would like to get back into doing more of those self-care things for myself, which have fallen off the wagon in the last couple of months because there's been a lot going on and sometimes yeah. your priorities have to shift a little bit. Um, but I would like to do some of those self-care things again so that I feel healthier. Helps me to feel a little bit more sane. So yeah, getting back into that. Well, guys, in our What We Gonna Do segment, we often yeah. talk about the projects and things we're working on. But this week, you know, with everything that has happened with being sick and, and, and wanting to kind of self-regulate and be kind of back on top, the idea of taking time for self-care is important. So we encourage you this week as well, if you haven't done so in a while, to go ahead and do that. Find a way for you to reset and take time for you. And if there's something that you find helpful in your in your time as you as you reset and as you take time for yourself that you think is helpful to share, you can email us stokethewild at gmail.com or you can hit us up on social media at stokethewild on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and let us know some of the things that you do when you take self-care and do that for yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, we'd, we'd love to know what works for you as we continue to pursue those things that help us uh, kind of get back to center as well. Yeah. Yeah, hit us up and let us know what's going on. Uh, as always, you guys can find us uh, on social media at Stoke the Wild. And uh, we just want to give a shout out to Ross. Ross, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We uh, appreciate it. Brand new patron. And yeah. uh, we just want to shout out to you. So thank you very much as uh, you support us in the show. And as always, if you go to patreon.com slash Stoke the Wild and you uh, chuck in $5 for the price of a cup of coffee, support us each month, you get access to bonus episodes that have launched this year. The next episode actually is coming out this week, and it's a special episode dealing with J.R.R. Token. And my brother Patrick Dernger is a guest on that episode, and it's going to be great. And uh, it's a special extended edition episode of a podcast nearly two hours in length with lots of fun and stories and crazy and check that out by going to patreon.com slash stoke the wild and supporting the show you can find me on instagram and twitter at nick dertinger art you can find joy at jm dertinger and uh, thank you guys so much for all the support and for listening and we will catch you guys next week bye